And now, live from Isolation Station in Burbank, California, it's the Plague Week 64, the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes your guests. He's a writer and editor at Vanity Fair and author of the upcoming book Stinker Let's Loose and Randy, the full and complete unedited biography and memoir of the amazing life and times of Randy, it's Mike Sachs. And she's a comedian and actress who's close to landing her dream role as one of the California Raisins, it's Betsy Sodaro. Tone Zone is here to celebrate his inclusion in Forbes' 2021 list of top 100 Tony Thaxtons. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus, say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with her the good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my little peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Heidi Lehman. Now, a certain thing, if you are one of my patrons, you know this. And if you're not, a certain thing happens when people are submitting carbs where they'll submit one. And then they'll submit it again. And then if I don't pick it, they heat up and they really want this one to be taken by me, chosen by me. Sometimes other people who are subscribers will pick up the mantle and they too will submit this one. Butterscotch Haystacks was submitted for like, I want to say 12 to 14 months before finally I was backed into a corner. I had to choose it. I just felt that peanut butter and pickle sandwiches was heating up. So I said, now's the time. I personally have never had a peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Not a big peanut butter fan, although it does play into a story, which I will tell you later. I don't know how I feel. Like, you know what? I don't think I alone can weigh in on this. I'm going to have to introduce my guests and get their thoughts on whether this is something they would ever eat. Betsy Sidero, welcome Ooh, back. Thanks for okay. having me. Everyone loved you on the show last time. There were calls for you to just become a regular, just an instant regular. Oh, shit. Really? That's so nice. Yeah. I mean, I had a ball. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you're Thanks here. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Mike yeah. Sachs. Oh, watch out. Bonafide comedy. What would I call an, um Critic, no really. No, I'm not a critic. You're a humorist. You're a humorist, <laughs> oh. but you also, you're a journalist. You know, I don't know. I got into journalism to, to write humor, and it just ended up where I ended up writing both. So I ended up writing, uh, you know, comedy for the written page mostly, but I then ended up interviewing those I wanted uh, whose work I liked. And most recently, it was John Schwartzwelder through um, The New Yorker, who's the most uh, prolific Simpsons writer. He's written... Yes. I, think for, I forget how many exactly, but he's never been interviewed before, and I, I managed to uh, be able to interview him, which was fun. All right, I'm just going to start a list here. I'm never, I've done this for like what twelve years now. Never actually started a list, but I don't trust my brain anymore. So we got sandwiches. Need to find out, and then we got the interview, and I need to get to both of them for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going to say you're like a comedy enthusiast, but that just makes it sound like you're someone who goes to shows. That's no, all No, I wrong. never go to shows. I never leave my room. I'm, I'm Howard Hughes. I, uh, my yeah. toenails are uh, one inch long. And I wear, yeah, your uh, beard is crazy. It's so <laughs> yeah. long you can't even see you it, You see the man. Kleenex boxes I'm wearing for shoes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Mormons I have for assistance? No, I never... <laughs> 
I never go to shows. I, I'm just a fan of comedy, and I, I, I'm lucky enough where I'm able to interview those people I like and I'm fans of. Like, I'm going to interview uh, Bob Odenkirk, whom I'm yes. friendly with. Oh, cool. Vince, Vince Gilligan for New Yorker. Um, it's just an excuse to talk to people and to pick the brains about comedy. But And then you also write funny stuff, too, though. Yeah, I've um, written eight books, um, working on my ninth now, uh, which is a fake college catalog. And um, I have two books coming out in September. One is a fake memoir, which I supposedly found at a garage sale in Maryland. And the other is a novelization to a fictional 1977 trucking and CV movie called Stinker Let's Loose. Right. And uh, regular Thursday show (laughs) guy, Eric Martin. Oh, love Eric. Did he direct that? He produced it. Um, it was he produced the uh, Audible uh, exclusive with John Hamm played Stinker. Ray Seahorn was in it. P.F. Tompkins, um, Andy Richter, and all these people that came out about a year and a half ago. And so uh, now so the, this is the book. Is the book out. itself exactly will be out in September awesome. through Simon and Schuster and Archways. <laughs> Betsy, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Greek chorus in the background. I know. I, was I, telling- I, I like hyping people up. I mean, it sounds She's so awesome. rad. Everything yeah. sounds so cool. I was, what was I? Oh, I was telling a story, which, and there's a chapter two today about um, something about some insect or something. And she was Ugh. conveying the exact level of disgust that I would want someone to <laughs> feel. Tony Thaxton, welcome to the show. I, let's see, where are we? Five minutes in, I did not forget you. You didn't forget, although uh, you haven't been sticking to my uh, title of the bad boy of podcasting. (laughs) I forgot. Sometimes I forget. (sighs) How is that possible? How can you forget that? I think I got flustered. Because you're so bad. Yeah. Okay. That that checks out. <laughs> I got yeah, nervous. you gotta get used to that. People getting really flustered around you because you're a bad boy. Because you're so bad. I don't yeah. know this guy. This guy's scary. This guy's yeah. frightening. Don't. He's this... actually nice. He. I know. Like the way he looks, you'd think that he might just chew you up and spit you out before lunch. That's right. not a thing people say. But um, he's mm. actually very nice. He just looks like he just emerged from a cave. And, terrifying yeah <laughs> i look like i just emerged from a cave i, I hopped off a motorcycle that was parked in a cave and yeah. then cool. there we, now we're talking. yeah bad boy right. um anyway and joining us the original bad boy of podcasting tony thaxton hello <laughs> na, 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 na. <laughs> who was who was that that was jackie love it um all right okay Let's address topic number one. What are the shows that are like topic one? You know, like a news, like a news magazine show. Topic one. Tony, can you play something to indicate topic one? You're talking about a current Tony affair. Tony Thaxton. Exactly. Yeah, I think that is what <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for. Um, anyway, topic one, peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Where do you guys come down? Whoa. I never had that. I know Elvis used to have peanut butter and um, banana sandwiches. And I used to have something where no one in New York has had it. I used, I grew up eating or uh, drinking um, Coke with uh, peanuts in it. You ever have that? I have. The... Definitely not. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, you put the you put peanuts into a Coke bottle, a glass bottle, and you drink it. And the, the salt and the sugar... 
uh, is actually really good. But I, I don't, I've never met anyone who's had it up in New York. Is this a regional thing or is this a Saks family thing? Definitely not a Saks family thing. I, it may be a regional thing. I grew up in Virginia, Maryland, and New Orleans, so it might be a regional thing. But I, I just remember having that. And it's one of those things that I've never, you know, I bring it up at a party or a bar and everyone just looks at me like I'm crazy, but it does exist. And shell off? Shell off. Shell yeah. off. And then yeah. do you eat them when you're done with your soda? Like, or, no. or if it flows into your mouth, do you chew and swallow? You, if it flows in, fine. But if you have to work for it, you just leave it then, at the bottom of the glass. Okay. Okay. Whoa. What? Do, how, do you have judgments about someone who would go in and fish those nuts out? Because I think I'd be in there with a spoon after with my coke. You can't nuts. put it in because the uh, opening is so narrow. So. Oh, it's a can. No, no, it's a bottle. A bottle. A you said bottle. that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Shatter so it, the bottle to get the nuts. <laughs> Allison loves fishing out nuts. <laughs> I love to fish out. That's awesome. I, I would need to do this in a glass so I could enjoy the nuts after. Yeah, you never did. I mean, I remember as a kid, uh, who was that? What was that? <laughs> that was that uh, was bad boy getting excited. Did your parents put pills in the bottom of a um, a glass of milk or orange juice where you had to drink the whole thing and then you swallowed the pill? No. no. But maybe I could see my parents maybe doing that. But that's so easy to not take the pill if you do that. My parents would put it like for the years before I was able to put a pill in my mouth and then take a sip of something and swallow they would like submerge it in a, a teaspoon of applesauce and I just swallowed right. the whole thing. I did that as well. But then we didn't like the applesauce anymore. So we mm-hmm. insisted that he put it in either milk or orange juice. And the goal was just to swallow everything at once, just sort of chug it. Right. Okay. Did it work? It usually did. Um, but that actually leads to another subject, which is an entirely different podcast. I was um, on codeine for most of my childhood. Whoa. My, uh, my mother was um, a hypochondriac and potentially a uh, Munchausen by proxy. So for the entirety of my childhood, I would say literally for half of my childhood, I was on codeine for for, uh, for her what? biggest. F- well, for coughing and for her big fear was oh. that um, I would come down with uh, pneumonia. So Whoa. in order to prevent that. Uh, I was on Fenagan with codeine. Now, Fenagan was an anti-nausea, and yeah. codeine was an anti-cough. But that's another thing where I'll bring up. I said, were you guys on uh, Fenagan with codeine? Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you For most of your about? childhood? I Literally. Know. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's interesting, Whoa. too, because neither of those, those would just treat the side effects of pneumonia, right? If it even got to pneumonia, I've never had pneumonia, but I did have a cough often and maybe even a croup cough. And, you know, I, I have a daughter now and I've brought her to the doctor maybe three times. She's been on anti or on uh, medication a few times. But with my mom, I was driven to the doctor at least twice a month. And this doctor in Virginia would um, he was sort of the Dr. Nick of Virginia, the, the doctor <laughs> that handled Elvis's drugs. He would give my mother what she wanted and what she wanted was codeine. But and, did she t- also want it for herself, or was this no, just for you? It was just for me. Well, I'm sorry. That sounds um, whoa less than normal. It wasn't normal, and I think it sort of messed up my brain chemistry. I think, though, um, in a good way, it, ultimately. But at the time, I do think I don't think it's natural 
uh, to give a child codeine. <laughs> and I wouldn't ever do that to my child. Um, but I do think that it altered my brain chemistry. And I think because of that, I am who I am today. For better, for worse. Do, do you ever cough? I have a persistent cough. I was joking, and now I feel that was in poor taste. <laughs> do you actually have a persistent cough? I do. And, and it's just habit more than anything. I mm-hmm. think it's um, just from having grown up uh, under the um, guise of someone who had to have to, someone who had to be sick. Right. Uh, for her. Do you have siblings? Whoa. I do. One sibling. And does this person also, were they also medicated? They were. And, you know, we both have OCD, anxiety, and depression. And we both handled it in different ways. I became, uh, you know, interested in writing and comedy and reading and movies. And he became religious. So he handled his mm. OCD energy in a different way, went into a different direction. And I sort of uh, very much actually have to produce every day, write every day and be creative. And if I don't, that's my OCD. I get very nervous. So I do think that the codeine affected us in different ways. He's now has to pray every day and I have to create every day. Wow. Do you have a relationship with your mom still? She, she passed away. So then does your brother... Uh, have a relationship Do <laughs> because I have a relationship he's religious. Well, not in his religion. There's no, there's no afterlife in his religion. Really? No. Mm-mm. What religion? No. Orthodox Hasidic Jew. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like without the promise of the afterlife, why even be that religious? Right. I don't see the. Uh, importance of religion leading to something better to me this is it you know i I never want to have a pilot or a doctor or anyone who thinks they're going to a better place i want them to think this is it (laughs) right Um, and he doesn't and that's what sort of surprises me and confuses me is that there's so much ocd so much anxiety so many rules that he has to follow that he's sort of missing out i think on his one opportunity Right. right. I feel I was raised Catholic and I feel that start that um pushed me towards OCD cuz I was so scared of you know okay if I don't say a prayer at night the devil's going to get me and then it formed the more and more I was like I don't believe in that stuff but I do believe that if I don't knock on wood 12 times I'm going to get sick and die and like it just kind of transformed it's way. I into- think religion's very OCD, and my girlfriend is, was raised Catholic, and she has that as well. Which I think yeah. is what parents try to do for the kids is they try to scare them, and the kids not being able to handle what they're being taught sort of turn it into something that they can handle and control, which is becomes OCD. They knock three times, they look up at yeah. the statue a certain number of times, and then when it becomes about sexuality, it really kind of messes them up. Big time. Mm-hmm. Betsy, do you have OCD tendencies now? Yeah, but I've really been working on uh, them. Uh, and for me, they're uh, it, it's formed into like germ stuff. Mm-hmm. I got very, uh, uh, I, I still wash my hands 
a ton, but I'm also like, well, that's fine now. Like, come on, that's a good thing to do. But like, uh, it it was for uh, years and years and years, mostly pointed towards germs and worrying about getting mm-hmm. sick. Uh, My yeah. four year old licked a handrail in a parking <gasps> structure the other day. <laughs> Gross. Was pretty and bad. actually, they should do that, right? The doctors say you should do that. So when you're a kid, like, you know, like the kids who grow up in farms never get sick when they're adults. They're right. around germs or around this or around that. But, it, you know, with that said, in a million years, I would never let my daughter do that on a subway pole. Yeah. Well, that's no what I was way. thinking. I was thinking, you know, after this year of us all being shut-ins, maybe this will be a good boost for his immune system. Uh, I was trying to tell myself that after I was like, oh, my God, that's at the <laughs> absolute worst thing to be licking right now. But he's in uh, putting his mouth on a lot of things. Yeah. Phase. But what Betsy so. was saying is true. I feel like I was ahead of my time because for years, you know, I was opening doors with my elbows. I was holding a subway pole with a paper towel. I would wash my hands 15 times a day. And now that just seems like the norm. Yeah, yeah. cut up to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. Finally, it took a pandemic. Goddamn but... <laughs> right, it did. Got a question, but we need to get everyone else's thoughts on peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Betsy. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never had it, but I think I would really like it. I think there might be something surprisingly edible about it. Tony? I think I feel the odd. I didn't know it was a thing. I don't think I'd heard of it until now. I like peanut butter. I like pickles. But I don't, in my head, the two together don't sound good to me. That's why I'm but thinking I would try it. maybe there's a surprise. Oh, you know what we tried on the show years ago when it was in person? Do you remember when Cynthia Nixon bought um, a lox? She bought a lox and, lox and cream cheese on a, wasn't it a cinnamon raisin bagel? Oh, I've tried that. <laughs> What did you think? We tried it, and I was like... It's very Gentile. I mean, (laughs) I've had that before where I've had cream cheese locks on strawberry bagel, blueberry bagel, all those sort of bagels, and it just is not right. You Uh really need to just go all salt, which is either um, the onions or the garlic or the everything. Yeah, yeah. You you can't go sweet. It's just very goyish. No, I wanted it to, like, the flavors to come together to create a new flavor, but it was just like, oh, I can taste cinnamon, raisins, and fish, and cream uh, cheese, ooh. and onion. It's not, this is not working for me. Um, Snapchats. <laughs> okay, so, question. Something I was thinking about earlier. Uh, and I'm looking for honest answers. You do a pro, okay, you could do a project and either receive a lot of acclaim and attention for it, or a lot of money for it, but like no acclaim, no attention. Which do you choose? And this is, it's not like one or the other for the rest of your life. I'm just saying like right, right now, which would you choose? I think acclaim and attention for I me. Think me too. Yeah. Mm, I, just, I like that stuff. <laughs> I think so too. I mean, I think it's and always a constant <laughs> juggle between working on projects that bring in no money that fulfill you versus projects that bring in a lot of money that you're sort of embarrassed by. And, uh, mm. but I do think as I get older, it's more about fulfilling my own artistic needs. Right. So, so everyone here is saying acclaim and attention though. That's what you would rather have. Uh, I think 
you know, this is now, this has been a, this is a theme of the last few months, maybe I would say, maybe less than that, of me trying so hard to be less dependent on external validation. So for that reason, I have decided in this hypothetical, I'm going to go with the money. Because, but I think like what would feed my soul more probably is the approval, but I'm just trying to tell myself that like that's sort of illusory. It doesn't last. Whereas money is actually like that could change your, I don't know, your wardrobe or your life. This actually hits exactly uh, where, what what just happened with me. So I I wrote an interview, I did an interview with John Swartzwelder for New Mm -hmm. Yorker and I got a lot of attention and a lot of acclaim, but very little money. And oh, I, interesting. Yeah, because it was uh, so I was it was for fifteen hundred dollars for a New Yorker, but I, I work at Vanity Fair for Condé Nast. So because of mm-hmm. that, uh, I ended up receiving eight hundred and sixty dollars after taxes were taken out. So it's almost half of it. So I was thinking about this. I was like, do is it worth it to work months on a piece for a claim and attention for eight hundred and sixty dollars? Whereas if I could work something, work on something, um, and make $10,000 and get no acclaim, I think that's just as worthwhile. Certainly when you have a family to feed. So it yeah. has been something I've been thinking about recently. Um, how many words was it? It was 6,000 words. Okay. So this is fascinating. I came up in, in magazines, journalism, yeah. et cetera. Um, and back in the day, it was like, I just can't imagine. I feel like that was like the time of these uh, supposed $4 a word pieces, which I never got that, but I got one or two a word um, for certain assignments. Is is that just gone now? It is. I mean, I grew, I came up in Vanity Fair when it was 2 to $3 a word. Now, this was for the web, web only. Oh, um, okay. But it has changed. It, it um, you know, I knew people who had contracts at Vanity Fair, whether they were Dominic Dunn or Christopher Hitchens that were worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it really wasn't a word count, but for for these pieces now, it does seem like it's tailored towards those who need clips rather than money. And mm-hmm. you know, for most people, eight hundred sixty dollars wouldn't be that much, but if they had a New Yorker uh, byline, it would mean more. So right. Uh, but to me, at my age, uh, with a daughter, and I I, th- I do think there needs to be some sort of um, balance between uh, recognition as lo- as well as getting what one deserves for working months on a piece. I mean, I think the idea in my hypothetical was, well, if you if you choose the option of like acclaim and attention, then maybe that would elevate you to the next thing that then that's your payday or something. But I get what you're saying, Mike, of like you've been, you know, that's good at an earlier part of your career, but you've been doing like you're established already. I think so. And that's that's how I grew up. Like this will lead to that, which will lead to that. Mm -hmm. And I'll be I'll Mm -hmm. be called up from the minors into the majors. But I never found that to be the case, because even if you do have bylines, and, and credits, it doesn't necessarily lead to more money. It, mm-hmm. you know, people will know your name, but it won't necessarily lead to you making a ton of money. It's, it's a very murky uh, situation. I, I haven't really figured it out how one gets recognition and money, um, but it is, uh, it's a hard thing to do. And if you can figure that out, if you can produce what you want to produce, how you want to do it and make a good living, I think that's the dream. Yeah. Um, so how did you land this interview? 
Well, I had uh, I have two books of interviews with comedy writers, one called Poking a Dead Frog and one called And Here's a Kicker. So I had reached out to John Swartzweller years ago, sent him a, a postcard to his P.O. box. He didn't have an email. Um, and I asked him if he wanted to participate. This is about 12, 13 years ago. He's, and he's very nice. He wrote back and said, no, not at this time. So I just kept... Um, did he uh, write back like long, like a letter? He did. Or? And eventually mm-hmm. he did have an email and I started write, emailing him. But, you know, maybe once every few years. And this time uh, he said yes. And I think it was for a few reasons. One is he's getting older and he wants to sort of cement his reputation in the industry. And another is he produces these self-published books that he wanted to sell more copies of. And um, actually the third reason is he grew up reading The New Yorker. So The New Yorker humorous. Uh, meant a lot to him, S.J. Perlman mm-hmm. and the rest. Aww. So he did say uh, yes this time, um, and, but he said email only, which is fine with me, quite frankly, because I actually prefer email only rather than um, doing it by phone or in person is actually my least favorite way to do it. Interesting. When I'm uh. reading an, a Q&A, it was Q&A, right? It was a straight Q&A. It was almost like a Playboy interview from years past or a Paris Review type of interview. When I'm reading a Q&A, I feel like I'm always like, was this email or was this in person? I feel like I can tell. Um, but I don't think that I, I don't think I had that reaction when I read your piece. Um, and I was about to say something and then I lost it. What <laughs> was it? What was it? What was it? Oh, no. Oh, uh-oh, no. Uh oh, you're going to explode. Oh, no. You got to remember it. Oh, no. Oh, the pressure. Oh, my God. It's like side of the moon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This, it really is. There was something it was about. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, when you approached him via postcard, was it attached to the New Yorker or was that something that had changed? No, actually, that, that's right. I mean, the first time I did it, I said, this is for a book I'm putting together. At that time, it was for Writer's Digest. That was the first book. The second book was for a Random House. And um, he wasn't interested. And I do think, really, uh, that the New Yorker name was what pushed him over the edge for this, for this final. Uh, the last time I asked him. I, th- I do think most of it had to do less with me and more with the New Yorker name. So were you like, hi, me again? I know you said no six times over the last 18 years, but I was just curious if you've changed your mind. Well, I said, listen, I said, you know, John, um, I-, I now have an opportunity to do Q&A, straight Q&As with New Yorker, uh, and I can pick out who, uh, anyone I want to interview. And it's basically just people whose work I like. Um, would you be... Uh, into that would you be into that idea and to my surprise he said yes so that's it was after many years and and asking him quite a few times i mean it's just the take-home lesson we can all take home as a lesson (laughs) hence take-home lesson is that we should probably all be more persistent with stuff because i'll get like a gentle no from a publicist and i'm like fine so be it fuck you (laughs) Well, you can't go through publicists, first of all. I, you know, I, I, know. I have in so many instances gone through publicists, gotten a no, and gone circumvented publicists, gone straight to the, the person that I want to interview, and they'll say yes. And that, in my young and hungry days, I used to do shit like that. But now I'm like, I, tweet, I tweeted about wanting to have this person on my show, and I tagged them, and they didn't like it, so uh, my <laughs> job's done here. <laughs> <laughs> like I've gotten really, I guess I've gotten kind of, uh, 
I don't know if it's lazy or timid. I don't know what it is. I think if but you I do it nicely, like you. it's yeah. fine, right? You just it, there is a combination of of trying to be um, not aggressive but persistent without being an asshole. Really, not if you don't if you're not an right. asshole. That to me is the key of life. Don't be an asshole, and that's what I would teach writing students above anything is. Don't be an asshole. Be a mesh. Yeah. Be a nice guy. Be be a right. nice woman. Just be nice. Be nice about yeah. it. Um, you know what might help you with all of these things? Therapy. What? Allison Rosen is your new best friend is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Whether you're struggling with anxiety or depression, need help with relationships, or having difficulty meeting your goals online therapy might be right for you. BetterHelp helps you assess your needs to match you with a professional licensed therapist. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, I know people who, uh, in trying to find a traditional therapist right now, are really having trouble finding someone. Um, Or there's like a humongous waiting list, a huge waiting period. Uh, BetterHelp, in 48 hours, that is... That is uh, something to just just tuck that away in case you might be interested in therapy. And I'm someone who I believe wholeheartedly in therapy. Um, I think it can really be a benefit to anyone who's open to it. Um, BetterHelp is also more, it can be more affordable than traditional therapy, and it's more convenient. And financial aid is available. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash best friend. That's betterhelp, better H-E-L-P dot com slash best friend. And I also want to tell you guys about Monk Pack. They make these delicious snacks. Uh, Healthy snacks have a bad reputation. And let's be honest, most don't taste very good. They don't fill you up and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like your favorite sugary treats, but with one gram of sugar or less. Uh, Monk Pack Keto nut and seed bars contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. Um, and with the last time I talked about Monk Pack, Daniel said that he was so surprised at how good they taste because oftentimes keto bars can be, in his words, gnarly. And for some reason, the way he said it, I couldn't stop laughing. We kept that in the spot, right, Tony? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing, but it's so true. You guys, these are not gnarly. It's the only gnarly thing about these is how good they taste. Dude, but really, they taste <laughs> gnarly good. I've had them before, and they like remind me of those fun, like chewy granola you yeah. know, that you would have as a kid. Mm hmm. They rule. Yeah. I, I was blown away. I got some and they're really, really good. I've had the granola bars and I've had the keto nut and seed bars. Um, yeah. And they're both really good. I really like the um, chocolate coconut. I also really like the white chocolate macadamia nut. Um, and I think I had a blueberry one as well, but they're all really good. My mother-in-law was here and she took some back with her for her ride home. Uh, and right. she loved them as well. Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code BESTFRIEND at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, is it's backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's monkpack, M-U-N-K, 
P-A-C-K.com and select any product and then enter the code best friend at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so... Mike, you don't know about this. Betsy, you do know about this. Listeners, you know about this. I've got a little situation in my bathroom, which sounds oh, right. sounds uh, fecal, but that's not what I'm talking about. Um, there are millipedes in my bathroom, and I don't want them to be there. And the exterminator has now come out. They sprinkled some. They did like a perimeter spraying, which has done nothing. They sprinkled stuff in the crawl space, which I thought was... I thought that had solved the problem. I had Bean from Kevin and Bean on the show. He's a vegan. But I, plenty of people I love are vegans. I said that as if that's like a dirty word. I just mean he was just like, why not? Look, I had he had millipedes as a pet when he was a kid. He's like, why not just carry them outside? Like, why, why, why must you massacre them? So but since honey, then, don't. I have lifted them up on a piece of toilet paper, carried them outside, and... Anyway, so it's it was raining this morning, and I waltzed into the bathroom, and usually I've only ever found one at a time. There were two. Oh, no. It's going to keep adding up, dude. Cruising around. Uh-huh. Like, normally, I feel like they are a little bit meek and bashful, as if to <laughs> say, like, I'm, I'm lost. I'm sorry. This is your space. Also, I'm a little bit thirsty. Like normally they have that kind of vibe, but these fuckers were brazen. Like mm-hmm. they were like, this is our bathroom. Now you're intruding on our space. They were fat and happy and just going fast and moving around. So they were um, mocking you. They were, they were they mating were, in front of yeah. you. Now what you got to do at this point is shut the doors, shut the windows, get all of the supplies out of there, including your toothbrush and put a bug bomb on there and just explode. You know, it's like the nuclear option. It's like napalm in Vietnam. You set this thing off. Everything mm-hmm. in there that is alive will die. Whoa. Hell yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Do it. Intrigued. What are you but- waiting for? You want them to mock you every morning as you go in there to see right? them mating? To see them coupling? There's going to be more. There's going to be so many more laughing at I, you. I know because they were, and it makes me feel sorry for them, but I feel like they were happy. Like they were in, they were happy <laughs> to be there today. And if they're happy, then they're probably going to tell their friends like, come on, the water's fine. And I'm going to smush us, so let's keep hanging out. I'm telling you, my new fear, and now that I've had the fear, I'm going to like reverse law of attraction it into my life. I'm just going to like, I'm going to skid on one barefoot. I'm telling you. Thank you, Betsy. Allison. Thank you. (laughs) Word gets around among insects. It's like the GOP. If you're not forceful with them, they will come at you (laughs) twice as hard the next time. They will not respect you. It's like a rabid dog. No. Hey, 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 no, no. I know. I've done the like insect equivalent of negotiated with terrorists. Because I started off killing them and then I started carrying them outside. And what's my thanks? More. More. You're weak. More and happier. (laughs) You're weak. They know that. Have you done a bug bomb? You seem to I did. You speak from experience. Well, in New Orleans, I did. I mean, the, the bugs in New Orleans are, you know, the size of rats. And mm. uh, we put off a, a bug bomb once in a in a room and... I'm telling you, it works. Now, the the trick is to get everything out of their clothes, toothbrush, everything that you put or on or in your body, you want out of there. 
because this thing is uh, deadly. Stuff. Deadly. Whoa. But it will take care of the situation. I think you have to start stop messing around. I think this has uh, gone on far too long. From what I've just heard, I think you need to take care of this and, and stomp it down like an adult would. Or what if I just like cut their heads off and stick them on toothpicks and make a put them around the perimeter like putting them on Ooh. like pikes yeah i um i would do that but um the, i would just kill them all just stop there you would do that. i would do that yeah <laughs> thank you um yeah it's uh it's a real mind fuck because really what's the problem but also i can't stand it where do you live burbank exact address <laughs> <laughs> i live in burbank and get this mike when i called the pest control place and yes, listeners, I am repeating myself, but it bears repeating. When I called the pest control place and I told them I had millipedes and a couple slugs in my bathroom, they, she was like, oh, that's a new one. So oh, it's unusual. So even she's mocking you now. So maybe she needs a bug bomb. Maybe she needs to be taken care of. Who is this woman? I, she's I, never I heard either, of a slug I, in a bathroom. I think her name was Paula. What, has, Paula. what did she hear? What, what was new for her in this situation? The millipedes or the slugs? I think both in a bathroom. That doesn't sound too outrageous to me. Are you sure? Yeah, but you've lived in buggy cities. <laughs> it's perfect. I don't know. I guess it's just not. It's just not. It's just not what they expect in Burbank. I mean, I follow Jamie Lynn Sigler, uh, who was a Monday Show guest, and she has millipedes in her shower in Austin, Texas. Uh, well, Austin. What are they up to? Austin, I can understand. Anyway. Austin is a nightmare when it comes to bugs. Well, there's a lot. Yeah. So they, these are bugs that are related to moisture, not related to moisture, but you know, usually come out with the, hence, hence they're being so fat and happy with the rain. And, uh, they thought maybe we had a leak or something, but we don't. And I, I don't, I like, I'm happy we don't because now we don't have to fix it, but I'm unhappy because I thought if, at least if it was that we could just fix it and then, you know, not have to have these bugs anymore. Now, how, how old is your son? How how old? how old? I have a two year old and a four year old. Okay, so I have a twelve year old daughter, and if she saw a millipede, she'd be out the door. It would be game over. She would, yeah, be gone for good. He is afraid of bugs. I I'm, I don't know where he gets it, um, <laughs> but he doesn't seem to have an awareness of the millipedes. Thankfully, he thinks they're almost cute, pet like. No, I mean he doesn't. He hasn't seen. He hasn't. Like, I'll go into the bathroom. <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit about OCD. Uh, I'll go into the bathroom, and then I'll have to, like, come back, you know, 12 minutes later to just take another look. And then I have to come back, to, you know, my, like, my whole, my, most of my day has been policing the bathroom. Um, my husband suggested maybe I should just stay in there all day to make sure. And I was like, <laughs> if you want to watch the kids, I will do that. Um, but What did your mother-in-law think of these bugs? She wasn't here when we had this. She just just hasn't seen them. That's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, he doesn't seem to know why. He he hasn't seen them yet. They're just confined to one bathroom. He hasn't come across them yet. I think if he did, I don't know what he would think. It sounds like there's a portal to another dimension. That's what I've been saying. I live on some kind of hellmouth. Yep. Something is going on. Where it's like Narnia, where they go through some sort of... A closet, and they're coming in from another reality. Another imagine, it is. yeah, yeah. I just, I just, oh my, how did I find that hole, dude? There's probably <laughs> a tiny closet and a tiny hole 
What a bummer, though, that it's just something that millipedes can pass through. I know, ain't that, ain't that the worst? I mean, you would want That's little elves rub. or sort of magical creatures, yeah. but, you know, slugs are coming through. Right. Yeah. Man, I feel, I feel robbed. Wait, what did the, 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 the pest person say who came to inspect? They said that they don't see anything unusual. <gasps> But apparently, it's not a surprise that bugs are coming in, and we have no idea where they're coming in because they can like typically get through just tiny little spots. It's like pretty, that's pretty standard, of course. Yeah, so Ooh. they don't know. It's very weird. Now, you don't have pets. You don't have cats or dogs that can take care of these. We have a well. We have a dog, but she hasn't shown. Just like my son, she hasn't shown interest. What? What if I'm imagining the whole thing? I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, what's what all in your mind, dude? Maybe you're on codeine like I was. Maybe you're starting to hallucinate. <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and also, I mentioned that uh, peanut butter was going to make another quick appearance. So, aforementioned Wendy, who, my sweet dog, who is of no use when it comes to oh. millipedes, uh, <laughs> she has just started heart medication. And the way I've been getting her to take the pills, I don't put it at the bottom of a of Coke with peanuts. Um, I, I put like a blob of peanut butter on a spoon and then I, I break the pill up and put it in there and give it to her. So gave that to her last night. And then I was eating something later and I, I licked the spoon and I was like, uh Oh, I take, I'm tasting peanut butter. Oh no. I forgot to put the spoon in the sink. I just, I somehow got confused. And so then ever since then I've been like, What's this? I mean, first of all, this is crazy of me, though, because I think like she took the whole pill. There's probably not drug her heart drugs on the spoon. But I also am worried about some sudden feeling in my chest. I don't know what it would be. It's going to turn your heart into a dog heart. That's right. I mean, I I have been trying to sniff at my own (laughs) genitals. But other than that, things are normal. But I do that anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Okay, so f- something exciting is happening right now, and it is. I have put together a news quiz, sort of in the <laughs> style of, a little bit in the style of wait, wait, um, but not really. <laughs> it's, uh, it's my own style. I've invented, I've invented a news quiz. It's five questions. Um, I don't know if it's going to be hard or easy. We'll find out. And uh, I also haven't decided how the points are going to be given out, but I know that I will be doing the giving out. So, uh, Tony, play some... Oh, play my news news song. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I was getting ready with the sound effects. Forgot we had a news song. Actually... We have two news songs. Do you have both of them uh, at the ready? Because I say we just let, we just figure out which one we like better. Can one be This Is uh, How We Do It by Montel? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want, them, you want them both? Yeah. Not at the same time. Is that my voice in there? Wow, that's good. I feel like that. Like, I think it, that that's there the is the very my... end, like the end. I yeah, feel like it did sound like you. Wow. <laughs> okay, now let's hear the other one. Latin. Ooh, shit. Oh, dirty. It's the news with Allison. Allison Rosen is your best friend. Breaking 
Ooh, that one's slinky. I like that one. <laughs> slinky. Let's go with the slinky one. The slinky one is the one we usually go with. All right. So that's uh, the song. Okay. Let's hear it again, Tony, to really to really <laughs> inaugurate this segment. One, two, three. Kick it down now. Mm. It's the news with Allison. Allison Rosen is your best friend. Breaking news. Okay. Writing this down to keep score. <laughs> and it's about to get very exciting. Okay, guys, number one. There was a story this week in Sports Illustrated, and it quoted someone who said, this should be the biggest scandal in sports. And that <gasps> quote was also used as a headline. What was the scandal? And also, what was the sport? I know this one. Whoa. You do? Okay. John McEnroe. Let's let you go. It was tennis. John McEnroe was caught masturbating in the religion aisle of a Barnes & Noble in Rockville, Maryland. Okay. We have Mike's answer. Holy shit. Be more specific, please. (laughs) I will accept other. I will. Okay, Tony, what do you think? Um, I think that uh, it's uh, uh, John McEnroe was uh, using steroids while masturbating (laughs) in the borders. Somehow he found a borders that was still open. (gasps) That's the most scandalous part. Where's that borders, dude? Wow. (laughs) Wow. Should be a huge story, but it's not. I had a fucking borders reward card, man. (laughs) Yeah, I had a borders coffee punch card. (laughs) I'm so bummed. (laughs) I used to get coffee at borders on my way to the OC Weekly, where I worked at the time, and they would have pumpkin flavored coffee. This was before (gasps) pumpkin spice latte. And I was like, this is awful. I, w- I wish you had regular coffee. They well, only they probably- had pumpkin? <laughs> <laughs> I realized that's how it sounded. I think what I mean to say is, this is awful. I wish you had a different flavor because I like flavored coffees, but I don't like pumpkin. But you don't like pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But now I actually okay. like it. I've just, I've come around. But it wasn't pumpkin spice. It was just like straight up fresh pumpkin flavor, <laughs> Ooh. which wasn't very good. Uh, Betsy, what do you think? Uh, biggest scandal in sports. Biggest scandal in sports ever. Okay, I think it's basketball, and I think it's revealed that Michael Jordan was not, in fact, Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, my God. A case of mistaken identity? Who was he, Betsy? <laughs> yeah. Michael Jordan never existed, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Who was he, though? Was he someone else doing um, playing two parts in one game? You. He was, you know who he was? Him. He was uh uh he was a hoax like the landing on the moon. Whoa, he never oh, existed. Yes. He never Holy existed, but we all think crap. he did, man. We imagine. Right, they're going to do Matrix baby. Like a wag a wag the dog type thing, but it's going to be called <gasps> bounce the ball. That's right, spooky it shit, Betsy. Is. That's uh, it, hey, man. Okay, so you all get two points for creativity, but I'm sorry, all of you are wrong. I am now going to tell you the... Look, we're feeling it out as we go to see how hard these are. I'm now going to tell you the sport and then see if you can guess it. Okay. The sport is baseball. Mm. Oh, 
Did it have something? I feel like I maybe, although maybe this wouldn't have been a huge story, but was it, did it involve a cheating pitcher? Like they think he had something in his mitt or something to cheat. I'm a huge baseball fan and I don't know the answer to this. Oh my gosh. Well, Tony, you have earned yourself another half a point. Um, Yeah. It's that uh, pitchers are putting sticky stuff on the ball and it's estimated that 80 to 90% of pitchers are doing this. And there's all sorts of stuff. Like they'll put, I think like an old fashioned thing they would do is like put hair gel and then like rub their hand in their hair beforehand. But they'll mix sunscreen and resin. Um, or is it pronounced ro- R O S I N? Resin. Resin or rosin? Or resin. Resin. Yeah, but is it, is there also an R E S I N? I don't know, but I do know that this has been going on for a hundred years or more. They would, a lot of pitchers would put Vaseline's, a Vaseline on the, uh, brim of their cap and then they would, yeah. go to, you shake the sweat off their heads supposedly and then they would have Vaseline on their hands and it becomes a ball that is very difficult to hit. Right. Oh. Well, so now the, the point is to get really sticky stuff on the ball. Um, because I guess it, it helps, first of all, it does make it harder to hit and like the, the pitching, uh, well, this is where I don't, this is where my lack of knowledge of sports is really showing itself. The pitching number is going down. What does this have (laughs) to do with John McEnroe masturbating? I don't understand. So they're using his (laughs) semen, mixing it with sunscreen. I just lobbed you a softball. Yeah, you got the stickiest <laughs> semen in town. Yeah, and so I guess it like they the article said that the sound of the ball leaving the pitcher's hand sounds like ripping off a band-aid. So it's like because it's basically like glued to their hand, their pitches are even or their throws are like more accurate. Anyway, it's just totally fucking everything up. It should be the biggest story in sports. Um Major League Baseball is not really cracking down on it and um it's like especially bad concerning the Dodgers. This is a little local angle. Okay. Oh, no. So, right now, Tony with 2.5, Betsy and Mike with 2. Ooh, I got 2. <laughs> yeah, everyone got 2 for I'm their happy I got two. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number 2. A 20-year-old woman suffered a heart attack after trying a TikTok trend called dry <laughs> scooping. Oh, no. What is dry scooping? <laughs> a, a heart attack. Yeah. Dry scooping. She did this before she her before her workout. Oh no. Before her workout. Dry scooping. She dry scooped. Yeah. Something like with like is something with like um a muscle powder or something like what's a dry scoop? It's like a dry heave. What is a dry scoop? I don't like the sounds of that. I, th- uh-uh. I think she tried to use a ice an ice cream scooper on astronaut ice cream. Oh, oh. that would be a dry scoop. Too That's dry, dry scoop dude, in town. And that just made her heart explode. Yeah, her dog <laughs> she heart. couldn't deal with it. Okay, Her good. Yeah. Okay, good guess, Tony. Dry scoop. Mike, what do you well, think? Well, I remember being at camp, and I, we would we would dry. You know, we would just rub against each other, the girls and the boys. <laughs> what uh-huh. is that called? Dry, dry, Hump- dry humping. humping. Yeah. So th- this is a more adult version of of uh, dry humping when you don't have a partner during COVID. 
what you would do is you would take something that vibrates. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a back massager or a, um, you know, a food processor and you put a <laughs> towel around it. You put it against your, your tummy. You lie down on the couch. You put on your favorite show and you start dry scooping. And I have done this one time back in uh, New Orleans. Um, and I ended up in the hospital with a uh, concussion. Uh, yeah. Whoa. I, what I, may I ask? What TV show you put on? I was same question. It? Yeah. Well, it was uh, Match Game, but I, I don't remember anything from that day because <laughs> of the concussion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Betsy. Dry scoop, dude. I feel it's got. It has something to do with like some weird like creatine fucking powder stuff. Like, I I think she like took a big scoop out of all these different powders that are supposed to help you and then worked out and her heart exploded from it. All right. Um, Betsy, <sighs> you get, you are the closest because it does. So dry scooping is taking a scoop of caffeine and creatine rich workout <laughs> powder that is usually mixed with water and uh-huh. just ingesting it straight. Um, what did I miss? So I, uh, my, my headphone uh, conked out. I was so excited telling that story. <laughs> did you have to go dry scoop it? Uh, I'm dry scooping right now with my uh, third. So dry scooping is taking um a like caffeine and creatine rich workout drink powder that's normally mixed with water that people drink before they work out and just ingesting it without the water. That's like doing the cinnamon test. Yes. That is yes, every article about it said it is similar to that. Um so I'm a little unclear and the article didn't really make this clear like why she had a heart attack and had she mixed it with water would, Would she have she not, not had the heart attack? I don't know. I, my personal, as someone who is not a medical uh, professional, but feels like I should be one. My dad's a doctor, <laughs> so I feel like, you know, I could probably, I'm probably halfway there already. Um, <laughs> I suspect she would, I suspect these are two separate things. She dry scooped and she also had a heart attack, but she's used, I mean, and that they're not necessarily related. Uh, However, she's using her position to let everyone know how dangerous dry scooping is. And apparently it is really dangerous um, because you can choke and also you can get dehydrated and it's also just gross. So, Betsy, you get four points. Wow. And Tony and Mike get two points. Even if my headphones fell off, do I get a half a point for that? (laughs) You get a half point for that. Nice. A dry half. Okay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We've all learned to please make sure your scoops are nice and moist. <laughs> Keep your Gotta scoops moist. Yeah, you don't moist want scoops. You don't want dry, a case of dry scoop. Uh, okay. Number three. As the country reopens, businesses Uh-oh. are having trouble staffing up. You may have heard stories about this, that it's uh, people are having trouble getting their employees to come back to work. Uh, people are used to the remote and, you know, everyone's sort of taking inventory of their life and thinking, I don't want to do that for $860. Um, okay. <laughs> because of this companies like amazon and other retailers are offering what unexpected perk to new employees 
So in order to to get them to agree to work, these are, are to, to new new employees. Companies are offering something that you probably wouldn't expect them to be offering. I know Whoa. the answer to this one. You do. You, okay, you go are allowed oh, oh. to fly into space with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> okay. Oh, cool, man. <laughs> By the way, I keep I keep falling. I keep walking right into this when you're like, I know the answer. I'm like, okay, go last then. <laughs> okay, yeah. wait, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So, Mike Sachs thinks it's flying into space with Jeff Bezos. Okay. I think uh, it's every day each employee gets a free dry scoop. Free dry scoops, <laughs> but free. Yeah. Like they keep free. them in the break room. You mm-hmm. might have a heart attack, but hey, man, they're free. Exactly. You can't okay, turn them free. Especially an no. office dry scoop. That's the best, the office dry scoop. Yes. Yes, oh, when yes. you get that email, oh, it's yeah. like, Psst, dry scoops in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what are they getting? What are they getting? What are they getting? Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say respect for respect. respect. That is unexpected. Um, okay. They're totally worthless. No one wants respect anymore. They want money. Well, <laughs> that's what they're getting. They're getting signing bonuses. I guess Noah was right. The, right. <laughs> so you all get two points. Um. I kind of want, I'm going to give Betsy three points, though, because it's the closest to respect. It's a little respect. Yeah. A little respect. So, um, between, signing bonuses of between, and I expected it to be something like very paltry, but between five hundred dollars and $3,000, just to agree to, to their like not very well-paying jobs. It's like getting vaccines for people. They're giving them money, they're giving them this, they're giving them that. Yes. Isn't that pathetic? Don't you think that's pathetic? I mean, people around the world would kill for a vaccine. We have to give them... Uh, you know, bag of yodels. It really, I saw a tweet that said something like this, but I had had the thought before I saw the tweet, which is it really brings me back to like being a really good student and then watching all the extra attention the bad students would get and everyone being like, oh my God, you did it. Like you turned in your homework. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Um, which I get, but still. Yeah, right. we're all doing the right you thing. Right. What are these huckleberries doing? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's been this whole, uh, I mean, for yes. years, but like this whole year was very, very much that. Like, well, I'm doing everything all right, yeah. but my neighbors are having a party. <laughs> like, oh my come God. On. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was surprised actually to watch who in the neighborhood was uh, just hanging out without masks. I, I, it was even uh, in Burbank. I'd be surprised about that because when I went down to Florida, no one was wearing masks. But in Burbank, I would think right. people would be wearing masks, even uh, especially towards the height of the problem. Yeah. Well, this was early on, but there was um, uh, a neighbor across the street. Their son was graduating, so they were going to have him walk out in his cap and gown, and we were all going to go outside with pots and pans. That's what, like make noise. So we went outside and stood in our driveway with our pots and pans. The oh, we were the only people with pots and pans. Everyone else just came out outside and then went over to their house and they were like passing around punch and it was all outside, but there weren't any masks. And we felt like 
even though we felt like righteous and also he- the healthy, I mean, like we were doing what was safe because we were too wor- scared to go over there, but um, we felt like we were definitely sticking out like a sore thumb because we would not leave our, tr- our driveway. We're like, congratulations. And then we that's, went back inside. That's good. That's great. That's, that's yeah. the way it should be. Um, I do like all these people and I, and I don't see them not, I did, what am I trying to say? It's not like I live around a bunch of people who don't believe in science. Um, right. Just on, just on that day, I was surprised. Okay. Number four. Kate Winslet did it. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Here it goes. Kate Winslet. Uh-oh. I didn't watch Mayor of Easttown. Did you? I tried last night. I couldn't get into it. So yeah. I've heard the first episode is hard. Like it's hard. You got to get past the first episode and then suddenly you're sucked in. Is that right, Betsy? Yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it all. Like even the first episode is like, whoa, what's going to happen, man? And then I, I, I loved it. Tony, have it you seen really it? Cool. No, I literally know I know nothing about it other than people seem to love it. Yeah. People are talking about that Philadelphia accent, and that is a hard accent to try to emulate. It's strange. One of my really good friends is from uh from there and like can do it and I I don't know. They like you like swallow. Like at some points they sounded a little like Dr. Evil, which was kind of funny. <laughs> like right. <laughs> like that kind of vibe. But it is it, it's a it's a good show. I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to watch it. And I also can't wait to wait to read the question. But first I have to talk to you guys about Rothy's. It's 2021, and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. That's where Rothy's comes in. Rothy's surveyed thousands of customers, and the number one word used to describe their shoes is comfy. These are shoes you can wear right out of the box, and you won't get blisters. Uh, I've talked about them a lot. When I first got them and I found out they were made from recycled water bottles, I thought, well, I don't want crunchy shoes, and then I pulled them out of the box. They're super soft. Kathleen, our dog walker, I saw her wearing them one day. I said, are those Rothy's? She said, yes. Only nice. shoes I can dog walk in. I don't get blisters. Jackie Johnson, friend of the show, where I, I think she claimed she was going to get married in her Rothy's. I don't think she actually did, but wears them all the time. So fashionable, so comfortable. They're very collectible. You're going to want to collect them. They, cha- they sell out of their different designs fast. So to go to the website, grab something that you like right away or else. Jackie Johnson and Meghan Markle are going to get them right out from under you. <laughs> um, upgrade your closet with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags from Rothy's. Plus, they just launched men's shoes. That's what John Macaron was wearing. That was the only thing he was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to check them out for you or the guy in your life. Head to rothys.com slash Allison to find your new favorites today. That's Rothy's, R-O-T-A. H-Y-S dot com slash Allison. Okay. Kate Winslet didn't want something removed from a mayor. I feel like whoever wrote this question, and it was me, wrote it in sort of a confusing (laughs) way. I'm going to have to fire her. Kate Winslet, there was something she didn't want removed from a certain scene. She told the New York Times that the show's director said he would remove what during a sex scene? To which she replied, don't you dare. 
So Whoa. he said, he said, I'm going to take something out of this sex scene. Yeah, well, and she said, don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> That's my, my. That was really, that was a spot on, Kate. Thank Lynn. you. Didn't it seem like she was, if you close your eyes, don't you dare. Whoa, Titanic. Don't you dare. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, what else is she in? Uh, Mayor of East Town. <laughs> paint, me, paint me like one of your French girls. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yeah, I, we brought her in just for that. Anyway, wow, that was what huge. was it that... Um, you don't think she wanted removed. Man, this is very, there's a lot of negatives in there. Well, I, what did I, she want to keep in the one. scene? I know this one. Okay. It was a steak and cheese hoagie. <laughs> oh, you can do that the accent seems- really well, too. I can do the Baltimore accent. You go down to 105 Street and get the hoagie. Yeah, Ocean City. <laughs> the hoagie. Yeah, that's Yeah, you like get the rum and coke like- and you go down to 105 in Ocean City. Jolly Rogers. That's really good. That's like good. I'm from that area, Rem so coke. I can do I mean, Baltimore and Philadelphia are very similar accents, but it's that hard. Yeah. Oh, it's a hoagie. Yeah. yeah. Ho- I jump his bones. <laughs> I mean, that seems pretty. A hoagie is a pretty good. But a real uh, sloppy hoagie. Real, real messy. Stick ooh, and, you yeah, know what I mean? Messy ho- sloppy. Knows what I mean. Yeah. Dude, I only like the sloppiest hoagies, oh, man. <laughs> All right. Um, so we got Mike says sloppy hoagie. <laughs> I'm gonna say an intense scar she has on her back from a fight she got in. <laughs> Ooh, a back scar a Philly, from a, a Philly fight. fight. A yeah, Philly fight. she was scrapping. Okay, Tony, yeah, what do you yeah. think? This was she doesn't want this removed from a sex scene. Correct. That's, she wants it left was, in. She wants it left. That's a good in. question. I like this. Thank you. Uh, Boy, um, I mean, it seems seems like there's maybe some obvious answers, and I'm not coming up with anything creative here. I think you should give so, yourself the clock. Um, uh oh, you're gonna blow up. Well, I'll go with a word that rhymes with clock. Then she wanted, she didn't want that cock removed. <laughs> you all right, the cock in the shot, <laughs> or I'm walking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kate, shit, man. I feel once again. Okay, so the answer is her 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 bulgy belly, her slightly bulgy belly, a little bit of belly bulge. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's correct. <laughs> and the director was like, "Don't worry, I'll take your belly out." And she said, "Don't you dare!" Um, because she and she also had like rejected some photoshopped promotional posters and stuff because she feels that people are connecting with Mayor of Easttown because she's a real lady who moves and looks like a forty-five-year-old woman she's got a or whatever. Big old sloppy hoagie going on down there. Yeah. Big so, Mike, hoagie. you get two points. <laughs> Tony, you get two. Betsy, again, I'm going to give you three because uh, you Betsy's said something potty-related. Yeah. I've. I, I feel like I'm going to be accused of I favoritism. I love the news. I love the news. <laughs> hey, I said something body related. <laughs> he said, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, for you God's didn't. Sakes. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't her body. Unless well, you meant her. <laughs> I mean, we don't know. Tony, yeah, you, you get. Have, you have not seen the show. So. Tony, you get yeah. 0.5. Mike, you get 0.5 because Hoagie's fun. Okay, I got to do a little bit of quick math <laughs> so we know going into the last question what we're up against. Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, here we go. <laughs> Tony, you have actually starting at the bottom. Mike, you have 8.5. Tony, you have 9.5. And Betsy, you have 12. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. It's anyone's game, though, because. No, it's not. I have eight. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe this is all or nothing. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to consult the judges. Okay, I, I truly don't know. <laughs> Number five. And the final question. Is it winner takes all? I haven't decided. Okay. <laughs> A postmortem of the 2020 election showed that this word damaged the Democratic Party more than others. I could go into detail, but I'm not going to. I think I, you know, I think I just, I have to go with cock again. (laughs) (laughs) A solid guess. Yeah, those cock bumper stickers. (laughs) So yeah, this word. Cock 2020. Cock 2020. This word turned people away from the Democratic Party. I'd have to go, can, can I hyphenate it so it's two words that become one word? Yes, please. Moist hoagie. <laughs> wow, this question has a lot of similarities to number moist four. I didn't hoagie. guess. I didn't it get. I didn't think it's it was. It's not sloppy. It's just moist. Oh, it's okay. Moist. Ooh. But but Ooh. moist was that's still a callback to dry scoops. So yeah, it's all a callback. Everything's a callback. Yeah, it's a, cre- a callback. it's a giant beautiful Everything's crescendo. <laughs> uh, speaking of callbacks, I'll say. Uh, Semen. <laughs> oh yes, John McEnroe's semen. I'm sorry. Republican semen. Oh no. GOP semen. No one gets any points. You're all wrong. That word is socialism. Mm. And uh, uh, socialism, the word, was especially damaging in states and districts with immigrant populations that fled socialist governments like Venezuelan, Cuban, Vietnamese, Filipino, etc. Um, so. Republicans evidently were, were really able to seize upon this word socialism and frighten Ugh. people away. Uh, and also democratic socialism is not the same as socialism, socialism, uh, a distinction which is glossed over by dickheads. Anyway, <laughs> you guys, so congratulations, Betsy, you won. Yes. Thank you. With 12 points, Thank a solid you. effort, Tony and Mike. What was my final tally? Final tally was 8.5. Oh. Hey, that's more than <laughs> one oh. point for Was I question. last? Did Tony get more than 8.5? Tony got 9.5. God almighty. I've never won anything. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. That's Nothing. a shame because she had quite a she has quite a prize up her sleeve. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Just wait till you see that I'm going to give you. <laughs> um, this it's pen. okay. This pen. It's okay. It's a good pen. <laughs> there were all those episodes pen. of The Price Is Right when Bob Barker would go, and you're going to win. Um, let me see. Um, um <laughs> look around to see what was near him. Let's see the pen. <laughs> I don't remember him doing that. I love that. <laughs> It is a Uniball Uniball. Vision Elite. I'm going to do a little doodling with it. Yeah, give us a... Ooh, smooth. Yeah, I mean, it's so smooth. Oh, my goodness. It's not a gel pen. It's not a gel pen, so I wouldn't recommend 
signing wow. that- special documents with it, but for just doodling, for I'm swirl. Look, I could do a circle. I That's do good. It hasn't marks. run out of ink yet. It's blue black <laughs> ink. It has ink. I can. One of the best qualities in a pen. Will it write upside down? Yes. It's not one of those. It will. That's you did well, girl. You did well. Yeah. This, it, this and it's got huge. bite marks on it from Wendy, but they're not from <gasps> me. They're from Wendy. Oh, that's fine. Wendy bite marks. I'm in. Yeah. I'm I mean, in. I can't wait to bestow this pen upon you. Wendy is your babysitter. Who's Wendy? She is. Uh, she's my dog. Oh, so who takes heart medication? And she bites pens. Yes. Is she in the area? Can I see Betsy? I love dogs. Well, Betsy is in the area. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy is in the house and I'm outside in the studio which is a separate structure. Wendy. But I, I said could Betsy. I'll send you a f- That's a I'll send you a photo of her. Um Sorry Betsy. Hey, I don't hey, I don't hey, It don't man. matter. It's all, all right. Good. You guys. It's all good. Tony get ready with your dun dun dun. I have received a notice from our refrigerator, from our smart refrigerator. <laughs> Saying that the freezer door is open. Do I stop the show? Stop this precious, beautiful, delicious, if you will, momentum to text my husband and tell him the refrigerator has texted me? Or do we just Whoa. keep rolling, thus putting items at peril? Is it freezer? In peril. Or fridge? The freezer. I would I text him immediately. Okay. I would text you for don't sure. Fuck you around. Text. This is this is big time. This is what? Maybe I'll call him. Do you, what do you have? Do you have blood or body parts or sam- human samples? We don't even <laughs> yeah, we don't even have freezer. teeth in our freezer. It's just food. It's just food then. Yeah, okay. oh, just food. That's no big yeah, forget leave it, it open, I man. Body tissue or leave it open and turn on the heat. <laughs> He does, I don't think he wants to be part of the show, but I where is he right now? That he's in the house. Hey. Hi. So you're on the show right now. I know that you don't want to have to juggle watching the kids and being on the show, but I got a text from our refrigerator letting me know the freezer door is open and everyone agreed we had to tell you. Oh, all right. Thank you. Say hi to everybody for me. I will. How's it going in there? It's going well. Owen just woke up and we had di- uh, dinner. Okay, great. All right. Well... Okay. Close the freezer. All right. Um, and the freezer says hi. <laughs> okay. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. bye. What a he nice sounds freezer. sweet, your husband. He's great. Real nice. Although I will say the only, I do love him, but the only reason I said I love you right now was because I imagined if I didn't, then people were going to be like, do they hate each other? It seems like such a cold exchange. So you have to say so that, I love, I love you, you after every, even about the freezer, you have to say I love you? No, we don't. But I just, it, honestly, that, it I, that I love you was really, it, it was really for show. Yeah. It was a hundred percent for tell. show. I got chills at first and I thought that doesn't sound real. That's not. Yeah, uh-uh. like two sociopaths yeah. talking. Like I love you. <laughs> um, so how is everyone doing? Are you are you back uh, back to like real life? Are you are you hanging out with human beings and stuff a lot? I attended a bar yeah. mitzvah, which was the first time I've been with other humans in about eighteen months. And how it was, was fantastic. it? We all got ripped and. Um, <laughs> 
a few of us got sick. So it, but it was one of those things oh, where yeah. it was, it was just so great. You know, things that would have annoyed me in the past, like just sitting through a bar mitzvah, was just delightful. Everything about it was great. Was it outside? It was inside. Oh, the wow. ceremony was inside, and then the reception was inside, and it was just so. You just took uh, every. I just loved it. You know, just even people making small talk was fun again. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Was there any sort of like proof of vaccination? Or no, none of that crap. Even no, because I mean, people here just assume that all adults and now all kids over the age of twelve have been vaccinated. I mean, if not, then that's on them. You know, if if it's if right. you didn't get it at this point and you're going to get sick, that's on you. Yeah. Right. We right. went um, to a car dealership. It's a long, boring story why we were there. So I, I will spare everyone. But we were inside and people were pretty spread out. Um, but Elliot and Owen were with me and there were some people not wearing masks. And I found myself, I didn't think I would, I didn't think this would happen, but I suddenly started to get really anxious and I made us all wait outside. Just because I don't know, even though they say that like if kids, first of all, kids, I think they get it less. And if they get it, it's really, you know, usually they're fine. But I just, I don't know. It was more, it was less of a, it was less of a thought than just a feeling of like, oh, I think, I think we should just be outside. Yeah. I think that's game on. You Like, yeah, just who, yeah, don't worry about right. that. If you're like, this makes me feel better than that's. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, do what you're comfortable. And you'll get sick less yeah. often. I mean, it, you see how many, how few people got the flu this year and colds and everything else, stomach viruses, right? Because they're wearing masks. And I think that's going right. to continue. I think at least in New York, on subways and in crowded areas, people yep. will be wearing masks from now on. Totally. Betsy, what about you? Are you out and about? You know, I've I've seen two movies. Oh wow! In the theater. Uh, kept my mask on even though yeah amc was like you could take it off if you're vaccinated but still i'm very much like hey i'm yeah i'm gonna wear it a bunch Mm -hmm. because it helps you not get sick um but yeah i saw quiet place 2 and conjuring 3 uh both in the theaters and it was it's so fun (laughs) how was quiet place 2 was that good it was pretty fun it was, of course, not as good as the first, but I had a blast. The, the first whole time, one was great. I so. love the first one. It was so good. It blew yeah. my mind. Like, how yeah. scary are we talking? The first one. The first one. Yeah. It's it really it scared me okay. in a great way. Like, I like getting scared. Like in a um jump scare ooh it's an attraction way or in a um i'm not going to be able to sleep for six months because it's unnerving unsettling and disturbing kind of way kind of both for me like there's one scene that i remember that i'll always remember that was just like oh my god this is so scary and then putting yourself in it being like it's the whole world the world of the movie is so scary having to be quiet it's so scary. Yes. <laughs> Especially with kids because she has kids, right? She has a baby. Ugh. That is, well, I mean, this of, is like the I mash series finale. I was just going to say finale. the chicken finale. Ugh, I saw that when I was a little kid and that just, that's not something to watch as Have a little kid. Have you seen kid. that recently? You just laugh all the way through it. Really? Yeah, watch it again. It's goofy. <laughs> Maybe I will. It was not good. It was just, just too much when I was little. Um, 
All right. So Quiet Place 2 and Quiet Place 1 are things I will not be seeing, but everyone seems very intrigued to see Quiet Place 2. It's fun. I never saw the first one either. I want to. It's been in my list for a while, but... um. Tony, watch it. All right, I'll do it. Stop I'll what do you're it. doing right now and watch it tonight. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe wait 10 minutes, but... Okay. No, 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 no. Put I, it on. <laughs> uh, I I went to a whole big thing this weekend. Yes, I saw. Was... You posted something. Uh, tell us. Uh, yeah, I drove down to uh, near San Diego, and uh, my friend and former guest of the show, Sarah Watkins, uh, it's actually her and her brother, Sean, both incredible musicians. Uh, they grew up near San Diego. Their parents still live there and have this amazing house with a lot of property. And it's, it's kind of a thing they have been doing for a while. It's usually an annual thing, but obviously last year it didn't happen. And um, actually, I think the year before that, too, because they, they kind of newly had a kid. Um, but uh, they invite a bunch of friends down there. And their parents have a huge yard, and everybody brings tents and camps in the in the yard. And oh, then, wow. uh, during the you know daytime and early evening, everybody just kind of hangs out, does whatever. And then uh, in the early evening, Sarah and her brother Sean, and then a few other musicians all put on like a a, a short show for a while, played, and uh, it was incredible. It was it was really fun. I got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in well over a year. Yeah. Got to see live music by amazing musicians. Um, it was really fun. Um, the so for the show, they even in their invites they said, uh, "Make sure to bring a chair for the for the show." Um, so I wanted, I was worried I was going to forget that. So when I was packing up my car, I was like, "Got to get the chair," and I remembered, so I just did it immediately. And uh, get down there, and the, she was getting close to. Sh- I already had everything else, you know, I had my tent set up, everything, and then they were about to start the show. I was like, "I could grab my chair, get it set up." They had started playing already by the time I got back over to my chair and uh, went and I sat in the chair and it immediately broke. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it was super loud. And, you know, they're, they're like playing this like acoustic show. So it's like, it's not loud there. <laughs> so that was a nice start. Yeah. Is that a referendum on your pandemic habits? <laughs> it might be. I don't yes. think it is. I don't think it is. Um, yeah, it never feels good to break a well, chair. Well, here's my anxiety kicking uh-uh. in. Where did you go to the bathroom? See, I would be worried about that the entire time. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah, you and me They actually, they rent a, um, like a porta potty situation, but it's like not, that's not their, it's like a nice one though. I've never seen a nice one. I don't, I don't think yeah. it exists. Like it's, like it's, it's more like a, 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 like a honey, like, like a, almost more like a, like an airplane bathroom kind of, not that those are nice, but nicer than a porta potty. Is it like a film wow. set bathroom or like kind a, of. You, so you, you, yeah. you brush your teeth there, you shaved, you did everything you needed to do in that little bathroom. Yeah, it had it had a really? sink and everything too. Yeah, that that would have made me very nervous. I have yeah. actually been thinking lately, and this is like this is the kind of thought that indicates I might. For me, I'm like, okay, I'm not in my right mind because this is so out of character for me. But I've been thinking it might be fun to go camping with oh, my don't family, do it. and that is. I don't, I don't, some people, for, for some they people, that's a normal thought. 
Yes. Like Renee Colvert comes on the show a lot. She loves to camp. She takes her dog. She has a whole thing. It's very, it's very up her alley. She's discovered her passion for camping. I sometimes I don't like the first hotel room exactly. I'm offered, and yeah. I'll just like I gotta get the you know I got I need the best right. hotel room, etc. So the fact that I'm considering camping, I don't I don't know if it's that I've been cooped up for too long. I don't know. It's weird. That's a better in theory activity camping right I yeah mean, you'll be out there right yes like, i just want to be home on my couch i mean what am i doing out here yeah at the i don't like to be uncomfortable so i don't too. know why I i'm thinking so, if you don't like being uncomfortable i hate it so much for you. does something yeah. about sleeping in sleeping bags with my kids i think they would get such a kick out of it but yeah i'd never had even camped until like maybe five years ago and i've still and i've still maybe this was like my third or fourth time ever now do you enjoy it i like i'm i i like it fine like i it would i don't think it would ever be my idea but if someone's like hey do you want to come do this i would probably do it um i i definitely don't love the sleeping part though i definitely right. barely slept while i was right there. yeah, yeah. betsy do you sleep. like to camp I don't at all. And, and I grew up with a, like, in the mountains of Colorado where it was very, like, everybody camps and to party, you had to camp. But I hated it so much. Like, I don't, I don't ever need to do this again. I like being comfortable. I like having a bed. I like having air conditioning. Yeah, same. I like being able to watch, like, Guy Fieri <laughs> as I lay in that bed Hell with the yeah. air conditioning blasting. Yeah, I can't. I'm not at all. I've, I've never. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to do that. I don't even like to be outside in the heat with a mask on. I find that to be like, uh, has anyone ever suffered a worse fate than <laughs> this, this, the sweat collecting under my mask and in my bra? But you wouldn't have to wear um, a mask if you if you were out there camping, would you? Right. No, I'm just saying that's how uncom. That's how much I can't stand being physically right. uncomfortable. Like well, camping why don't you have would your require. Take the kids out, and you stay at home, and uh, Allison pampers Allison. Oh. Yeah, I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> yeah, you guys. There earlier, there was something I was going to bring up, and I felt that it was <laughs> rich and vital, and I can't remember, which just means I will file it away for another show, but I feel sad that I don't get to bestow the grandeur of that idea upon you, because I don't know what it was. Does anyone feel that there's something we are leaving out just in general? Or do you feel the satiated? California raisins are so cool! <laughs> Who's that? What is, who's that? that? What is, that's weird. A very recognizable voice. I don't know who that was. I watched the um, Claymation Carol of the Bells today. That was amazing. <laughs> Isn't it so good? Yes. It's perfect comedy. I was watching for, like you said, like they heighten it. That was really funny. It's perfect. Perfect comedy. <laughs> I was drunk after... Uh, sometime after we recorded and I was screaming about loving it, which I do often. And, uh, my friends were like, you should get that bell tattooed on your body. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was drunk, I was like, yes, let's do it tonight. But we'll see. We'll see. But do you have any tattoos? 
Uh-uh. <laughs> no. I don't I don't but either. Might as well go big and get a California Raisins Christmas special character, right? <laughs> I think that's Hell yeah. What if they what if you went in and they're like, "We just did this one." Yeah. Everybody's wanting to get this one. <laughs> you have Whoa. to find your new soulmate. Um <laughs> Yeah. Over the weekend, I hosted a Zoom party, which was super fun. Uh, I just, I have, it was for, sorry, I should say, um, for the patrons, for my Patreon Patreon. subscribers. And uh, it was super duper fun. And I just was like floating. My heart felt so full afterwards. And of course, I did wonder is that because I took Wendy's heart medication. But (laughs) I know I really was like feeling very, uh, very just, I'm so grateful for my listeners and for the community of super nice people that has cropped up around this show. So thank you to all of you. Um, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Bonus episodes. Daniel and I went to a party and he had an exchange with someone that made him so irritated that he had to like talk about it on the show. So that is just a Patreon only kind of thing. Um, and uh, also there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back and it's all, all sorts of fun and also other stuff. And th- you can see the video of this very show, that long interlude where I demonstrated that the pen draws even upside down. You can uh, see that. You can see it happening. With your own two eyes. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Also, Patreon. Monday show with Robert Eiler from Sopranos, from Pajama Pants podcast. He took 35 Molly in one night. And what I was wondering <laughs> yeah, is... 35? Yes, that was my reaction as well. Is it 30? Because when no, I was writing the episode right. summary... wouldn't be 35 of them. No, he was, he was very 35. About he took 35. 35. But is it... Yes. Yeah. He had worked his wow. way up. But here's the question. Is it 35 tabs, 35 mollies, 35 molly? Like, what is the lang- What is the syntax for that? I only know coding. I, I don't know anything about molly. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tabs of molly. But I, I don't know. That's a shit ton, right? Yes. Oh, yes. He took a shit ton. Whoa. I mean, he just kept saying... 35 molly is so, that what he said because I, I think i yeah. wrote 35 molly and then i changed it to 35 tabs of i don't know um in my day it was called euphoria and you had to exchange an egg to get it that is uh not true but it's a reference to beverly hills <laughs> 90210 um <laughs> an egg did you see that episode of 90210 where they went what? to a rave emily valentine took them to a rave and they had to they went to a like an egg yeah you that was like the code you had to exchange an egg and then they, he'd give the guy behind the counter at like a gas station or convenience store would give <gasps> them directions to the rave. And then they took Euphoria, which euphoria. was like, there was just a four. That's how you knew someone dealt Euphoria, yes. which was ecstasy, which is The no, creator Molly, of that no. show went to my high school. Oh, really? Whoa. Yes. Darren Star? Darren Star. And his father was a dentist. And my father was also a dentist. And they were friendly. But Darren- That's a fun fact. It really is not. But my, f- it, he based 90210 sort of on my high school in Maryland. Really? Yeah. In yeah. where, remind me, in, in Maryland? Yeah, Potomac, oh. Maryland was Winston Churchill High School. He graduated like 10 years before I did, but huh. I guess he brought elements of, nine, of Churchill into the 90210. Interesting. Did you find it to be a very- uh... Well, I'm going to blow your mind. I've never seen 90210. Well, no. Did you find your high school to be very clicky? It was. Um, it was a bit and clicky. Yeah. My mind is blown. Yes. Yeah, I know. I know it would be. All right, play that. Play that. Uh, yeah. Bit again. About the fact. 
Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, I'll, here, I'll, I'll, I'll set it up for you. And my mind is blown that you've never seen 90210. That's a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love that because it actually is, is gently undercutting. Which was not the intention when Jackie recorded it. But anyway, um, yes, was your high school clicky? It was quite clicky and it was quite preppy. And, you know, at, when I went to high school, they had they had uh, a smoking section. They had stoners. It was the whole deal. You had athletes. You had the, it was really like Breakfast Club. It was everyone was in their own little world. I think now people are nicer to each other. There's less bullying and uh, there's less clicks. From what I see in my daughter's uh, class, there's less is actually a real emphasis on uh, not being a bully, not being an oh, asshole. Oh, good. Yeah, which is great because That's when so I went to nice. school, everyone was an asshole. Yeah. When we were naming our kids, every name I would come up with, Daniel, my, I used to joke that the kid's name should is just going to be, oh, God, no, because every name <laughs> I came up with, he'd be like, oh, God, no. But every name, he would explain why we can't choose that one because this is how they're going to make fun of the kid with if we give him that name. And I was like, I don't think it's like that as much anymore. It's not. And it's very discouraged to m- mock anyone for anything. Good. Is that how you learned that Daniel used to be a bully? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> he really wasn't, though, I don't think. No, um, I, can't, I can't picture that. <laughs> I really don't think he was. Although, on aforementioned Patreon bonus episode, he explained, and I was like, get a load of this guy, that he, when he came into, <laughs> this was amazing. When he came into high school, he was one of the popular kids, but he found the other popular kids boring. He preferred like the freaks and the creative people and the artistic people. And I was like, that is what unpopular people wish was true about them. I mean, maybe it's true, but like imagine the social cachet and freedom of being like, I am popular. I choose to spend time with unpopular people. Like usually you don't get that much agency in high school. Right. But that's the great thing about life. Now you have a Patreon page as filled with people that you would have wanted to hang out with in high school. Yes, You can choose your friends now. That's the great thing about, uh, I think being an adult is you can really just sort of guide your way through life and avoid the assholes and just hang out with the cool people. I agree. I do. Yes. For me, every bit of independence I've gotten as I've gotten older has been welcome. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It rules. It really does. And you can, you can be with people that you dreamed about being. From a kid's standpoint, I was very lonely, very isolated. And now that I can meet people like you, Betsy, everyone else, it's pretty great that like-minded people can hang out together. Yeah. It's really neat. (laughs) This has been really fun, you guys. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for playing along as I work out the kinks of my soon-to-be taking-over-the-world news quiz format that I invented. (laughs) Um, And, uh, yeah, this was great. Um, Listen, if you like what you're hearing, make sure you're subscribed, make sure you're following, whatever the terminology is on your app of choice. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever um it helps out the show it helps people find the show tell your friends about the show did i mention that i'm on cameo i am betsy where can we find you what should we look out for Ooh, uh if you want you can follow me on instagram i'm at betsy sadaro and uh, i'm on a, a fox animated show called duncanville 
which uh, airs every Monday at 9.30, but then it, on Fox, and then it's on Hulu the next day. So check it out. It's real. It's fun. It's cool. Awesome. I yeah. forgot to mention. I always forget to mention, but it's not for any good reason. Um, if you would like to... Sh- so I'm an Amazon influencer. I don't like to bring it up, uh, <laughs> but I have put together a shop where you can shop my podcast equipment, my makeup, my home stuff, my beauty stuff, stuff for the kids. There's all sorts of stuff that I really like and use. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Okay, enough of me, Mike. <laughs> thank you so much for joining. Oh my God, this is so much fun. I honestly. feel like we... M- merely scratched the surface so you will have to come back i would love that um but tell us what to look out for and where we can find you etc all right i'm on instagram mike b Sachs. b is for brian that's also the twitter handle and i have two books coming out in september one called randy a memoir and the other is stinker lets loose the novelization excellent thank you tony what about you I am on Twitter and Instagram at Tony Thaxton <laughs> and my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and uh, that's really oh and then the Motion City Soundtrack Tour next year uh, tickets on sale now that tour is happening in January hopefully I think it will it'll, happen. Sure it'll happen what's that you gonna buy a new chair am I gonna buy a new chair <laughs> yeah the oh you collapsed <laughs> Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see if the if the shows happen. Maybe we'll see how they do. <laughs> I think Tony do it, Tony. It. Yeah, do it. You deserve it. Get oh, a new thanks. chair, dude. <laughs> Allison, like, the millipedes. What's going to happen with the millipedes? What is going to happen with the millipedes? I don't know. Smashing. I'm like praying for drought now, and I like I like the rain, but I don't want. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, we'll bomb. see. Bug bomb. Bug bomb. I might have to, but getting all the shit out of the bathroom is going to be really hard because we have a lot of stuff in there. But this is a topic for another day. <laughs> um, listen, thank you guys so much. So fun having you on. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we got to go. Rosie